Good day and welcome to the Car Wash. On today's show, it is a special show as we are doing an international news desk special and I'm joined by none other than Mr. Kurt Buckerfield. How are you, Kurt? Good, thanks, Sean. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. We're going to chat Ronaldo, Coutinho and obviously uh, a little bit of reaction of the old classico. But before we do that, the fans have spoken, Kurt, mm-hmm. and they want the joke of the day. They've been missing it for three weeks and here you go. What do you get if you put a duck in a cement mixer? Quacks in the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good one. You know, that's harm, harmless, harmless fun. Thank you. Consistently good. Yeah. That's what they call me, Mr. Consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, Curti, Ronaldo, what's happening? Is he staying? Is he going? Um, there's talk of him and is it, is it Greenwood that are just not seeing eye to eye? Um, what's going on there at Old Trafford? Yeah, so there's just been a lot of rumours about his future of late. I think it was reported last week that he had held crisis talks with his agent, mm-hmm. um, basically to say that he's willing to leave Manchester United at the end of the season should things not improve from mm-hmm. from now until uh, the end of the season. Um, obviously, his return hasn't gone according to plan in terms of the collective in terms of what United hoped they would achieve with him in their ranks. Um, and I think it's understandable that he is frustrated. Um, it's probably the first time in his career where he has come under such scrutiny in terms of his football. Um, you know, large sections of Manchester United's uh, fan base, you know, believe that the signing just might have been unnecessary. Um, I, I was one of them. Um, but I do understand the counter-argument that after 21 games, he scored 14 goals, so he is doing his job. Um, but I, I believe it's more nuanced than that. I think you need to look at the overall impact that he's had, how his teammates performing, how is Bruno playing, because Bruno over the last two seasons has by far been Manchester United's most influential player um, and best player. So I, I, I looked into some numbers, and these are small examples, but... Um, when January rolled around last season, Bruno and Rashford combined had scored um, 27 goals. This season, in January, that number is eight. Wow. Um, Greenwood last season, oh sorry, Greenwood at the start of the season um, scored three goals um, before Ronaldo came. And he scored just two since, with Ronaldo only having been on the field for one of them. So that just shows that when those two on, are on the field together, um, it's not as fluid. They don't really have a partnership. I think Ronaldo gets frustrated a lot with Greenwood for not um, passing to him and, and opting to shoot. Um, and I think that players are also becoming maybe a little annoyed that Ronaldo has undroppable status where it seems like he's going to be on the team sheet no matter how well he's performing um, or how poorly he's performing. So. I think it's just been disappointing um, from a United fan's perspective. Um, you know, why sign, and this was my argument, I don't know if you remember, when, when we signed him, why sign Ronaldo if you aren't trying to win a league or trying to win a major, uh, major trophy? United are currently so far away from that happening right now. Um, and I, I just look back and I think that, you know, Solskjaer put a lot of work in in building a team um, and building a, a chemistry where everybody seemed to get along. Um, and this season, that hasn't been the case. You, you have reports that so many players in that dressing room want to leave. Um, a lot of the fringe players who aren't getting a look in are frustrated at how 
um, Ralph Ragnick and Solskjaer has, has just given them no chance. And um, I completely understand that. So when you look from the outside, those players sitting on the bench at the team underperforming almost every week, um, but you see the same guys in the lineup every week too. So I understand the frustration. I understand that like the likes of Van der Beek and Jesse Lingard, um, these guys might want to move on, mm. um, which is just causing a lot of in that dressing room. Um, and I think that, you know, I, I, obviously I'm not blaming all of this on Ronaldo. Firstly, it's not his fault that he was signed or that the club wanted him. I, I feel like that's poor planning. Yeah. Um, I feel I felt like it was just um, not the player to go for, um, considering how far United had, had come mm. um, finishing second last season. So, yeah, um, things things are bad. But now Ronaldo's done an interview with Sky Sports where he's talked about all of this, where he's talked about the dressing room spirit. He even said something which I found very interesting. He said that he knows what uh, it is that needs to change, but he can't say that in an, in an interview with Sky Sports because he believes that is unethical. Um, well, what do you think yeah. it is? So he, so he did in that same interview give a lot of support for Ragnik, saying that it will take time for him to implement all of his ideas. But I have a feeling that it's as simple as we need a couple of midfielders. Mm. I honestly think that Ronaldo, you know, believes that but can't go on on, on Sky Sports saying that. Um, that's what fans have been crying out for the last couple of years. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he shared that opinion. But very interesting. Um, if United don't finish in a Champions League spot, I would not be surprised if Ronaldo moved on. Um, I can't remember the last time he would have not been in the Champions League. Probably... Mm. at Sporting before he joined United in 2003 or 2002 whatever it was so yeah very interesting Sean um, how do you yeah, I mean yeah. stats stats don't lie right I mean, yeah I mean it, it is what it is and, and you would think that um, a team like we've spoken about this at length would you think a team like United would have done their homework properly and yes it is Ronaldo and the story is amazing and it's, it's so cool to talk about but we are down, we're seven months down the line now, we're looking at the stats, and the stats don't lie, and, and nothing's changing. Like, what's what's next? Yeah, look, I, I completely understand how people look at the number, like his goal numbers, his individual goal numbers, and say, well, he's doing his job. But I, I think it's very important to, to look at how everybody else is performing, like I touched on earlier. And, you know, I think every manager coaching a top-flight team or even an amateur team wants at least... Um, five or six players within that squad uh, or within the starting 11 doing really, really well. Um, sometimes you can carry some players. Of course, you want everybody doing their job. But if you have guys like Rashford, Bruno, Greenwood, Cavani, you want them all playing well. Right now, um, if you look at the numbers and the goal output, you would say maybe only one player is doing well. And that's not the sign of a good side. It's not sustainable. Um, last season, you had a number of players chipping in at different points of the season. Um, and right now, you're looking at that and you're going, well, where is this going to come from? Where is somebody else going to um, start, you know, playing a hand and contributing? Um, and I don't think it's as simple as that. I don't think it's easy for them to do that in a side that has um, a player as big as Ronaldo. I think it's very, very hard. Um, I don't think our uh, players at Manchester United have the mentality for it. Um, but, you know, you saw the same thing at Juventus where Ronaldo was doing really, really well um, for the three seasons he was there, he scored 102 goals or something like that in 130 odd games, which is uh, amazing. But during that time that Ronaldo's there, Dybala is on the bench and is being linked with moves away to Spurs, to United, yeah. all over the Premier League. Ronaldo's now left uh, Juventus 
and Dybala is captaining the side when Chiellini and Bonucci aren't playing. Um, he's playing a massive role, he's scoring goals. Um, so I don't think that's a coincidence. Um, it's very, very difficult for other top players to shine alongside Ronaldo. And at Real Madrid, I, I feel like it was just the perfect combination of a lot of players in their prime, um, a lot of experienced, really, really top-class players. But even then, if you look well, at the... The same could be said for his first Inter United, right? Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. 100%. But even then, at, at Real Madrid, just look how well Benzema's done over the last few years. He's been one of the best players in the world. Um, and still is, but he had nowhere close to this impact playing alongside Ronaldo. He was kind of second fiddle, kind of played to Ronaldo's strengths, which was great and actually speaks volumes for the kind of character that Benzema is in terms of um, being a, a great teammate. Um, but he's he's one of the best players in the world right now. He's been one of the best players in the world for the last three seasons. Um, he's been like magical at times, but we saw kind of we didn't really see that when he was playing alongside Ronaldo. So, again, I'm not, you know, blaming Ronaldo. I'm not uh, pinning all of United's problems on him. But I, I think that if you look at his career as a whole, you know, you can kind of find a pattern. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Obviously, uh, doesn't put him in the best of lights in certain aspects, but you can't deny the fact that he is one of the or if not the greatest players ever. 100% so, of course and I would never deny that no absolutely yeah. let's, let's move on swiftly um, Barcelona midfielder Philippe Coutinho officially joins Aston Villa on an initial six month loan with an option to buy for 53 million pounds that's a reasonable uh, buyout clause I would say um, great sign for Villa Kurt yeah I think it'll be very interesting to see how he does um, because you know I've obviously followed his career closely being a, a Barcelona fan um, and he had a really, really good first six months um, at Barcelona. I think he contributed to 16 goals. He, he joined them in January of 2018. He contributed to 16 goals from that January until the end of the season and then has managed to contribute to another 23 in the next three and a half years. Mm. Um, so it's, it's been a very strange career because um, you know, the worst form of his, of his playing career coincides with the most rewarding moments in terms of trophies, where he's won the Copa America with Brazil, he's won uh, the Champions League and Bundesliga with Bayern, where he was on loan, of course, for that season. Uh, he, he's won the La Liga, he's won two Copa del Rey trophies. So he's won a ton of trophies, but he's not really played very well. Mm. Um, I mean, considering that Barcelona paid £146 million for him. No, I mean, look, an, an, a flop signing, if I've ever seen one, um, a lot of uh, journalists have written about him and, and just said that they don't believe that Barcelona should have ever signed him. Um, but then also uh, they attribute Coutinho's failure to him not being willing to learn, um, to take on new challenges. He never really looked like um, turning things around at Barcelona. Um, you know, when I watched him, it was very frustrating. You, you kind of wanted to grab him around the neck and, and be like, what's going on with you? Can you at least yeah. look like you're trying? Um, and it never really did. So I, you know, I can understand why Barcelona want to get rid of him. Of course, it helps with their wage bill. Um, it helped. Um, it eventually helped them sign new signing for Torres, of course, who left your beloved Manchester City. Um, so no, to get those wages off their books, um, to hopefully get him off their books completely at the end of the season. Um, I'm sure Barcelona will be rooting for Coutinho at Aston Villa hoping that he will uh, shine, um, which will, of course, lead to Villa triggering that option to buy. 
But no, uh, it's a fantastic story as well, seeing him reunite with Stevie G um, in the Premier League. Um, no, it should be good. And what's nice about this, he's agreed to take a pay cut as well. So he obviously knows he, he wants to play, like you said, the past the four seasons or three and a half seasons haven't really gone his way. So this could be, I think he's only 29 as well. So, it's, you know, if he does well here, he's got a good three, four years left in him where he can play a good 100, 150 games. Definitely. A lot of uh, football left in him. Um, I hope it works out, of course, for his sake. Um, and uh, for the Premier League's sake, I hope, you know, I hope he does really well because when he was on form at Liverpool, it was it was amazing to watch. <laughs> Mic drop. What did you say? <laughs> I um, cool. Let, let, let's move on to the old classic last night. Um, I, I got to watch the highlights. I didn't get to see the game, unfortunately. I know you got to watch it in the second half. Um, but what a cracker, eh? How good is Benzema, by the way? No, yeah, we were just talking about him. Definitely among probably the top three uh, players in the world right now for me. Incredible. Incredible yeah. player. Aiden, Aiden and I were chatting just before the game and he said the, the partnership of Vinicius Jr. and Benzema would, would be too much to handle for Barcelona and, you know, proved to be the case. So, you know, sh- shout out to Aiden. This is, and another shout out to Aiden sent me some interesting facts. Uh, with Real Madrid beating Barcelona last night, it was their 100th win in all El Clasico matches. Um, the biggest goal margin in any El Clasico was in 1943 where Real Madrid beat Barcelona 11-1. <laughs> And Lionel Messi and Sergio Ramos both have the most appearances, which is 45 in the El Clasicos. Um, pretty sure last night was the second one without them. Yes. And then Messi is obviously the top goal scorer in El Clasico with 26 goals. Yeah. Look, what I will say about last night's game is that while Barcelona might be disappointed to have lost the game, uh, considering they took Real Madrid to extra time, mm. I do think it will give Xavi huge confidence, um, considering you know, the, the 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 phase they're going through, it's a transitional period where that team is is filled with youngsters. I mean, teenagers. Teenagers playing for Barcelona's first team. Um, and I feel like he is really um, going to put together a special side where in a few years, um, yes. I feel if like... He's given... And, 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 sorry to interrupt, but um, I think what's happening here is that he's been given time, right? Of course, and he has to be. He has yes. to be. I mean, I think you can't hire... Um, an ex- in, a fairly inexperienced coach like Xavi Hernandez if you aren't going to give him time. Yeah. Um, the beauty of it all, of course, is that he is a club legend, former captain, was at the club for 20 plus years, mm. uh, La Masia product himself. So, Joan Laporte would never have hired him if the plan wasn't to give him time. Of course, if things went like to totally shit where they were in a relegation spot, you would have to change something. Yeah. But it, it's, it's actually been pretty... Uh, good to watch you know I think he's been in charge maybe for just under 10 games Um, I think they've lost once but they've been pretty good to watch it's been exciting you can see what he's trying to do Um, unfortunately he's had to battle with a lot of injury issues and COVID issues Um, but no I think that he is putting together something that will be um, really positive in a few years time Um, maybe even sooner than that I feel like if they get their finances on track they might be able to bring in one or two high-profile signings to complement um, the the Barcelona feel, the tiki-taka feel yes. of the side. But no, um, congrats to to Real Madrid, of course. Weird, uh, weird that the game was held in uh, where was it? Saudi Arabia? Yeah. <laughs> was it Saudi Arabia? Or did I get that wrong? I, yeah, I just, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan of that. It's a Spanish game. It's a Spanish yeah. Super Cup game. I feel like. 
supporters in Spain would probably uh, be very disappointed. Um, no, strange. I don't like the way that football is going in terms of in terms of that. I feel like it's very strange. But anyway. And and, and just in terms of the the Barcelona faithful, do you, do you feel that they are patient enough to give every time as well? Yeah, I th I feel like as long as they can see. Progress. That yeah, exactly. As long as they can see progress, as long as they can see improvement in, in individuals and in what the team is trying to achieve, um, they're definitely going to give him time. One hundred percent. He's earned it. No, hundred percent. Kurti, as usual, uh, thanks so much, bud. Uh, appreciate your time and efforts and your, your what's the word? Knowledge. Your, your knowledge. Your yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that is how we wrap up this special edition of the car wash today uh, thank you Mr. Kirby uh, I appreciate your, your in-depth knowledge uh, so whether you've been listening on SL Podcasts at C.O.Z.A. Google Play Apple Podcasts or Monthly 96.7 Game Time I've been your host uh, Mr. Sean Roberts and obviously Mr. Kurt Buckerfield thank you Kurt sure Sean thank you we'll see you same time same place next week thank you very much bye